Hey folks, this is Wes Colton with the Introvert Unbound Podcast. For this episode, I want to talk about dating trajectory. So what does that mean? Well, I recently wrote an article. It's up on introvertunbound.com and in our latest newsletter. And it talks about how you should be looking at your dating life. So what that means is over time, is it in an upward spiral? A lot of folks are like, well, if I don't make my goal immediately, it's not going great. And vice versa, a lot of people are saying to themselves, you know what, it'll probably be fine. Uh, I just I just keep doing what I'm doing and eventually it'll be okay. Well, the real way to do it is to take a look at the last year of your life in terms of dating. And you need to see what's going on in your current situation and compare that to how things have been going over those months. So basically this, have you been meeting more of the people that you're really interested in? So actually genuinely really interested in. That's one way of looking at it. And another way of looking at it is, have I been getting more dates, right? Whether they're good or bad or whatever. You like, am I getting more good dates in general? Uh, if you're not getting dates, are you getting more phone numbers or contact info, which means that you got things to the point where at least there was some interest. If you're not there, that's fine. How many decent conversations have you had? And that's kind of a way to pinpoint, okay, this is moving upwards because you can't really look at things you know, over the past week or anything like that. And there are a lot of ups and downs, dips and spikes and things like that that you have to take into account. One of the biggest problems that we introverts tend to have is that we'll compare our dating lives to other people, particularly other extroverts, and that's a bad idea. Extroverts are living in a completely different world than us. And what that means is these people are hyper-social, right? They're going out all the time. They pretty much can't stop talking to people. They don't like to be alone. They have their own issues that they really should be working on. and what that means is they're always going out, right? So they're talking to more people. So they're obviously going to be meeting more people for potential dates. And they're going to be in some ways more appealing on the surface because they're talking a lot. They're loud. When you're at a party, you're gonna choose to be listening to the person who's talking, right? Even uh, we introverts do it. Unless you make that genuine effort to be like, I wonder what that person has to say. But guess what? Most people don't do that. Most women aren't going to necessarily do that to a guy. They're not gonna say, oh, I bet he has some interesting stuff to say. I'm gonna extract that information from them. No way. There are a few women who will approach a man who they find attractive or whatever, but if you're not basing it solely off of looks, they're not gonna know your personality unless you're expressing it. So these extroverts are gonna have a lot more opportunities. Uh, and of course, I've talked before about how we introverts tend to have a leg up on long-term relationships because we really like to focus on one person and all that, but that's not really the topic for this particular episode. So keep that in mind. Don't compare yourself to these other people. The only people you should be comparing yourself to, it's you. You over that last year. So it's really important to look at that. What I've seen is people will have real unrealistic expectations for themselves, right? They're like, well, I expected to be you know, married with kids by this point in time. That's not useful. If you're starting at, say, zero, you're not going to go to 60 in two seconds. 
You have to look at where you were and where you're going. And you got to be patient with yourself and you got to give yourself, like I said, that full year to really look at it. But if it's not progressing, right? If it's not on at least a one degree angle upward, you got to take a look at things. So one of the things to take a look at is, can I be going out more, right? Am I putting enough effort into meeting people? Because it's not just going to happen. And the problem with these dating apps is we become so dependent on them that we don't want to leave the house. Dating apps are super flaky. And a lot of the people in there are not high quality people, unfortunately, not to judge a human being, but in terms of they're not high quality partners. A lot of people just playing around, looking for attention. It's not a great avenue for really finding a relationship. It might work for you, but I'm saying, like I said before, don't be 100% dependent on it. So if that online dating stuff isn't working for you, you need to go out more. Uh, if you're going out more, maybe you need to be talking to more people. Maybe when you go to a meetup, you need to be like, okay, I'm not going to leave until I talk to five new people and stick to that. Maybe you're talking to people and it's not going great. Maybe you got to work on your conversation skills. And of course, that's done through practicing the conversation. But you can also look at aspects of am I speaking assertively with authority? Am I speaking loud enough? Do I know stuff to talk about? Am I reading? Am I knowledgeable so I can actually have something to communicate? Am I doing interesting things? Do I have experiences that make me more of an interesting person, mostly for myself, but then to communicate to others? And maybe you are going out and talking to people, but you're not going to the right places. Maybe you are a mountain guy like me, right? I like going off in the mountains. Should I be going all the time to the downtown late night bars to meet people? I've done it in the past a lot. I do it a little bit. I think it's good to do it sometimes, but those are not my people. That's not the right place for me. So I'm more likely to meet, say, women I'm interested in, in a yoga class or a meditation seminar, that kind of thing, or even out on a trail, believe it or not, than some, you know, crazy club. So that's one of the things to consider. And what else do we got? you can probably figure it out on your own. You read enough books, you listen to enough videos and podcasts like this, you'll be able to say, okay, maybe this is something that is lacking and I can work on it. And that's what I did for myself. I figured it out mostly myself, going to a few definitely different sources, but I didn't do so much with coaching. It took me 10 years. <laughs> so if you got 10 years, great. If you'd like to learn this in a period of weeks, it might be time for a coach. So a coach can point out the things that are limiting you and things that you often can't see. So the concept of a shadow, that's not exactly what this is, but the, the darker sides of you are just the sides that you're leaving out and you can never really tell yourself about it without somebody pointing it out to you. That's where a coach comes in. And a coach can also point out your strengths and how you can improve upon your strengths. Hey, you're already really excellent at this and you love this topic. Why aren't you going to these discussion groups around this? You can meet lots of people, things you might never have thought of. And I have several articles about why people are reluctant to do coaching. People will say it's the money, but it's totally not the money. It's their unwillingness to really put in the time and look at themselves. So you have to ask yourself if you're really serious about this. There are a lot of people who like to complain about their dating life and their social life 
and the first time that they're given an opportunity to do something about they don't do it so those people are not really serious about it and they may actually have a strange addiction to feeling bad it's very very interesting and they'd rather take that comfortable misery than an uncomfortable success at least over time but here's the other piece what if you have done coaching right and you're not doing great with the ladies after coaching. Well, this is an important topic and I'm probably gonna talk for the rest of this shorter episode about that. But first of all, are you doing the things that you and your coach has decided you need to do, right? If you've kind of like, yeah, I don't feel like doing that. Well, there's no one to blame but yourself. You paid a coach to help you to figure something out and hopefully the coach really understood you and resonated with what you are trying to accomplish in your life and you resonate with that coach. So if they laid out some stuff for you, make sure you're doing it. Don't cut corners. If you're cutting corners, you can't really expect that. So we at Introvert Unbound have a 100% success rate with our clients with this caveat. Every single one of our clients who follows our recommendations has an upward trend in their dating life. Now, that means different things for different people and that's why it's important to understand this trajectory concept, not just in terms of looking at your own dating life before coaching, but also after coaching. But the ones who put in the time do really well. The ones who don't, don't. If they just, I, I can't talk to three people this week. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're not going to improve. And of course, it could be easy to be like, see, coaching doesn't work or you can't actually improve upon your dating. That's nonsense. It's total nonsense. Uh, a lot of people do like to dwell in that negative world. I've been in that negative world and I'm constantly trying not to fall back into that negative mindset about things in general. But it's super easy to do it for this, right? Because dating can be difficult if you're not already thriving naturally with it. So you do have to put in the work. And the more a struggle it is for you, the harder you're going to have to work, right? So I'll, I'll get to this other stuff in a minute, but I just wanted to lay out a little analogy. So I am somebody who works out a lot. I'm a really fit guy, but I'm a tall, lanky dude. That's just my body type. That is just genetically my predisposition. It's called an ectomorph. So I have always done a lot of physical activity, sports, um, lots of long distance hiking, particularly running, bike riding. Um, I've always done some strength training, but it's been the last six years that I have been doing weight training anywhere from three to five times a week, pretty seriously. I'm not a huge dude. I'm still pretty lanky. I've gotten stronger. I put on some muscle tone, but not a lot. My body type doesn't get bulky. I do all the eating. I do all the right stuff. It's just not in the cards for me to be Mr. Universe, and obviously I don't worry about that. But a different mindset could have been you know what? This isn't working fast enough. My biceps are not growing fast enough. Why am I even doing curls? Forget this. I'm not even going to go to the gym, which is funny, which is why if when you go to the gym, a lot of the people there tend to be either really heavy or really fit. You don't see folks who are kind of people with my body type. I don't see them much at the gym. And you're like, why, why is that? It's because they don't see immediate progress and so they don't stick with it. Most of the people who go to the gym are people who have found it easy to put on 
muscle tone. I'm talking about men particularly. If it, you know, if they're that body type that's just easy to build muscle, they're like, oh, this is fun. Look at this. I'm going to keep doing this. Guys like me where it's harder to put on that muscle mass, a lot of times we just give up. I haven't given up because I'm not trying to impress anyone with my biceps, but there are so many other benefits to it. So that aside, so keeping in mind that when you're building your dating life, there are all these other benefits to self-improvement that are not necessarily based on whether women find you attractive or not. But for me, weightlifting is just really good psychologically. It's good physically. It does make me stronger. It's just good discipline, all that kind of stuff. And that's the same with if you are struggling in dating and even if you've done some coaching, it's still hard for you. Why not continue to do it? What, what do you have to lose? So you're just gonna give up and and then what? Well, I'll never talk to a woman again. Really? If that's your if that's what you want to do, that's cool, but you should probably head off into the mountains where you're not running into women because it's gonna be pretty torturous. And I have written pieces before about uh, whether if you really think you're giving up on dating, the reality is the majority of folks who call themselves, for instance, incels, involuntary celibate, uh, folks who are like, I can't ever meet a woman. Eh, first of all, the real they're not actually putting in the effort and they also have standards that might be unrealistic and all that kind of stuff. So most of them are actually voluntary celibates. But the point is this, if you're really going to give up on something, make sure you're doing that for real. Most people are pretending to give up on it. So they're in this limbo land and it's really torture. So if you're going to commit to something, commit to something. If you got to the point where you did coaching, and then you have some specific things that you're supposed to do for your coaching, make sure to be doing those. Doing them on a regular basis and then look at a period of months. Is there improvement? If there is not improvement whatsoever, well, I've never seen that. I've never seen that happen. I'm sure for some folks that might be the case. Some of our more difficult clients have been those who have been on the spectrum. And sure, a lot of communications for them are really difficult, but I've seen an upward spiral for even those folks. You know, it may not be what they had hoped as quickly as they had desired, but it's still that upward spiral. It's that trajectory. So look at that trajectory no matter where you are in your dating life, whether you have not even thought about this stuff before or whether you've been working with coaches for years. And if you're not working with the right coach, well, you should find the right coach, find someone you resonate with. If you are considering yourself an introvert and you like stuff that we're doing with Introvert Unbound, which you can check out all of our podcasts and our articles and videos at introvertunbound.com, then certainly give us a try. But if we're not your cup of tea, that's fine. Just make sure that you are working with the right person and somebody who is individualizing things. A lot of coaches have this one size fits all approach and that is nonsense. Um, that just doesn't work and it's disrespectful and it's a waste of your money. So that's all I got for this topic of dating trajectory. Be sure to check out the article, What's Your Dating Trajectory? We got all the points kind of laid out there and really hope things are going well for y'all and we'll check in again soon. Hey folks, this is Wes Colton, coach, CEO, and founder of Introvert Unbound. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and got something out of it, and I hope you stay tuned for future episodes by subscribing on Podbean, iTunes, or however else you found us. If 
you yourself are an introvert and resonate with our message, I also recommend you go to introvertunbound.com and sign up for our free monthly email newsletter with our latest articles, videos, and other introvert-related stuff. And if you're really looking to level up your dating, social, and work life, email me at introvertunbound at gmail.com for your free half-hour, zero-obligation online consult to help you come up with a game plan to harness your strengths, shore up your weaknesses, and become the Introvert Unbound.